Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. When is a hole not a hole? This is not the beginning to a bad joke, but rather the start of a daily daf differently. Hi, this is Rabbi Scott Perlow. Today we're continuing in Masechet Shabbat, page 146, and we're going to be in the Mishnah. It's going to be a mouthful to start with, so bear with us. A person may break a barrel on Shabbat in order to eat dried figs from it, provided he does not intend to make a vessel or a tool out of it. And one may not perforate the plug of a barrel to extract wine. Rather, one must remove the plug entirely to avoid creating a new opening for the barrel. That's the commentary of Steinsaltz, the second part. This is the statement of Rabbi Yehuda. And the rabbis permit puncturing the plug, but they too restrict this leniency and say that one may not perforate the plug of a barrel on its side. And if it was already perforated, one may not apply wax to it to seal the hole, because in doing so, he spreads the wax on this barrel and therefore violates the prohibited later labor of smoothing. Rabbi Huda said that an incident of that kind came before Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai in the city of Arab, that is to say, spreading the wax. And Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai said, I'm concerned for him, this person, because he may have to bring a sin offering uh, as a result. That is, that he committed an Avera transgression unintentionally. Well, that's quite a lot, and not all of it makes sense. So we're going to re- return to the beginning of the Mishnah, in order to understand what happens when uh, a hole is not a hole anymore. We start by saying a person may break a barrel on Shabbat in order to eat dried figs from it. Now, we may not be in the habit of storing dried figs in a barrel, but you can get what the Mishnah is trying to say. Essentially, that there was some kind of foodstuff, some kind of produce that was preserved, like we do in mason jars. And in order to get at it, Uh, One actually had to open an entire barrel. It wasn't so simple as popping the top. But here's the problem. And in describing the problem, we're going to understand a little bit more about what the rabbis mean by vessel or kli. When you open up a barrel in order to get at something, the food that's inside it, you're doing actually not just one thing, but two. You're getting opening up the barrel so that you can get at what's in it. But it's also possible, once the barrel is open in a certain kind of way, that it now becomes a receptacle, a container, a vessel, and that it's possible not just to take from the vessel, the barrel, but rather to put back in it as well. And that's our rabbi's concern here. That's what Chazal is worried about. It's not just that you're trying to get at the figs, but rather what you've done is that you've made yourself a really nice bowl, a really nice container, so that if you've got something that you need to throw in there on Shabbos, you might be able to use it that way as well. So that's why we start with the idea that a person may break a barrel. Shover adam et achavit. Because the implication is that by breaking it, you're only trying to get the figs, and therefore you leave the rest of the barrel unsuitable for storing other kinds of things. Think of uh, a kid unwrapping her birthday present, or his birthday present. So there's two things we know once that kid takes the paper off of the birthday present. 
if she rips it right off, wads it into a ball, we understand that the paper was never meant to be used again. She has no intention of reusing it. And therefore, though this has absolutely nothing to do with Shabbat, we understand that the paper is basically fundamentally garbage. But if she takes her birthday present and she carefully takes the paper off, folds it neatly, what's the implication of that? Of course, she's going to use it again. The same thing is true with this barrel. If one breaks into a barrel, does so in such a way that it's clear that the barrel cannot be used as a container in the future, one makes one's intentions clear. But if one carefully opens a barrel such that that barrel can be used to store again, it's possible that we've made a vessel, a cleat, which would be forbidden on Shabbat. Let's talk for a second about this whole idea of the plug of a barrel. What we've got to understand is that the barrels that the rabbis used to store wine and other preserves, they were like our wine bottles, but imagine if the cork actually covered the opening of the wine bottle from the outside rather than being stuck on the inside. Their barrels had a kind of clay seal that would go over the top, covering the entirety of the opening from which the wine or whatever it is was supposed to come out. And in order to get at what was inside, you either remove the plug entirely, or what you could do is puncture the plug in one place. But again, the concern of Chazal here is that if you puncture the plug rather than removing it entirely, what you may be trying to do is not just pour the wine out, to be able to pour new wine in and cover that perforation up so that the wine or whatever substance is preserved, making a kli, a vessel, which is forbidden on Shabbat. From this, we receive the understanding of what a vessel really is. We get it later on in the same daf. Amar Rabbah said, Rabbah, Any opening that is not made so that it can both bring something in and let something go out is no opening at all. And so too do we have this understanding with the jug that we were speaking about before. Any opening in the jug designed simply to let liquid or material out is perfectly permissible on Shabbat. The place where we get into trouble is where we open it in such a way that it's clear that not only could we get the, at the contents of the jug, but rather that we might be intending to insert new contents as well. This has been a daily daf differently with Rabbi Scott Perlow. Tomorrow we'll get to daf 147. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epichorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify. <laughs>